Well, welcome to Cardinal Cast. Uh, what, what a week it's been since I've been here last. Uh, uh, for those of you that tune in uh, every week um, around Tuesday, other than spring break, you know, we, uh, we try to provide a live broadcast. Normally it's Lonnie Watson that sits here with me, and this afternoon I have Dr. Caroline Winchester, our Shadron Public School superintendent. And have you been sleeping yet? Well, I, I got a night's, good night's rest last night, and I think everybody's going to regret it after I roll out my vision that, that I have for how we can, I have a goal that we can complete instruction on time on May 22nd, being our last date. Uh, that's the craziest thing I've heard for a long time. So um, just to kind of uh, recap that, we show up, we've, we've had admin meetings throughout spring break. I know we started probably Thursday, we had them again. Uh, Sunday, we met for, what, three hours, I think, with our admin team. We finally get home that evening, and within two hours, all of our plans just got tossed because of the school closures for ESU 13. Um, this morning, though, and so we've had admin meetings every morning uh, um, at 7.30, and, and this morning we walk in, and you were smiling, and you said, just give me the floor for a few minutes and don't don't talk. <laughs> and you what? said, let me get through this, and it all of us were grinning. We were blown away. So, um, so you you heard it first right here. That's how Cardinal Cast is going to start today. Okay. Yeah. The vision is to to be done with school May twenty second. May twenty second. How's that for you, students? So, and and I just want to um, you know what I want you to do right now is just listen, and we don't have any official decision on this, and there's a lot of things we're going to be talking about. But I want you to listen and think about the possibilities. We'll have plenty of time to think about the, the challenges that may come up with this vision. Um, but I want you to listen. And, and I started out, uh, and I kind of borrowed, I know um, Jerry had talked about the theme of, you know, uh, this being, you know, one of the greatest hours maybe for our students. Mm -hmm. And I thought about, uh, you know, for me, um, Pearl Harbor, this is kind of the Pearl Harbor of our generation, of our time, and our enemy is COVID-19, mm -hmm. and everybody's lives changed, and I'll just, sh I didn't share this with the admin team this morning, but I'll share a personal story with you that my grandmother always talked about. Um, my dad worked for the phone company, and back then, um, you, you know, you had, you had to to service for I don't know how long I think it was a lot less time than now so he had put his he had been drafted or whatever you know and put his time in was headed back home on the train and they came they stopped the train at one of the stops came on and said all military personnel your leave has been canceled you are to report back to base Mm. He was that close to being home. He spent the next five years in the service overseas serving in World War II. But that's, that's how that generation's lives have changed, had, you know, changed. And so we're kind of seeing that same kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, I think to me yesterday we got a call to action from our governor and commissioner. Um, they told us basically to plan for no kids in the buildings for six to eight weeks starting March 30th. Um, they also directed any schools that were still in session that they work on being um, 
spend the rest of the week working on being cl and being closed and then not having students in the building um, starting that Monday, March 30th. So that that's kind of um, is our our call is coming from the governor and commissioner. Now, who is being called? Mm -hmm. I think I think it is beyond administrators. It's beyond um, our teachers. It's beyond our staff. It's beyond our board. I think our parents and our community is being called to action as well. So, um, and I think part of this vision, we maybe how we're going to accomplish getting school to finish on May 22nd. There's a couple of things that have happened. Um, the governor and commissioner relaxed the legal restrictions that we had around state assessments. Mm -hmm. So we're not we're not going to be required to do state assessments. They've relaxed the um, minimum hours in session. Now that's the legal piece that has been relaxed. But I think it's beyond that. I think we still have a moral obligation to reach all students. And I think that's gonna be a challenge, but that's a challenge we're up to. So while a lot of the legal, we've give, been given a lot of legal leeway, we still have our moral obligation to reach all students. So so the thing is, okay, how are we gonna do this? So I just, I just want you to imagine for a little while, being able to say, or, you know, we are going to dismiss school. School, this this session will be over May 22nd. I think that's our goal. That's part of the vision. And you're going to say, okay, how do we do that? Well, I think you still got to imagine out there. You've got to imagine now a school without walls, a school without buildings. I think we imagine school without schedules. I think we imagine school without a calendar like we know it, other than one date, May 22nd. Um, I think we imagine a school with no grades, but in its place is going to be performance or mastery learning as opposed to a grade. You're gonna have to show that you've mastered the subject material. So I think you have to do that. Now, now how we're gonna go, how are we going to deal with this mastery learning? What is that going to look like? Well, the challenge is for our staff has got to decide what are the core skills that each student or grade level or subject is required for you to be able to move to the next level, whether that's going from second to third grade, whether that's going from eighth grade to high school, or whether it's our graduating seniors going on to college or the workforce mm -hmm. or whatever, what are those minimum skills that they need to go to the next level? Um, and then they've got to desi either design or find or modify uh, assessments so we can measure where our students are, students are at mastery-wise. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the other thing is all of us, you know, has got to commit as a district um, to... Uh, helping commit that reaching all students to mastery so they can move to the next level. Right. And of course, you know, all right, sometimes you think, okay, well, 
uh, I'm an art teacher, so, you know, I'm off the hook if we're just going to focus on core students. But no, you're not off the hook mm -hmm. because you're going to have to help maybe English or math to reach every. Because I, I envision our challenge is going to be um, we know everybody doesn't have internet access. Uh, yeah. We know their internet's slow. We know everybody doesn't have somebody at home uh, maybe to help support learning. Um, there's a lot of things there. So we're going to have to think think district-wide as this is our goal for all students to achieve mastery, and it's going to take every everybody to do that. Um, so like I said, our non-core people are going to have to support um, our core people. Um, it's going to look different at different grade levels. How we roll right. this out to kindergartners is going to be different than how we roll it out to seniors. And so uh, there's those types of things. Um, and we've got to develop materials and methods that we can do uh, some remote instruction. Now, that might mean packets. It might mean Zoom. Um, you know, they're digital resources. You know, we, this, is it. this is where we're going to be. Um, so mm -hmm. that's my vision, and the main thing is May 22nd. And we've got work to do. Um, you, you talked about the differences of, of different grades and what it's going to look like. I'm, when, we, when we met this morning, I cannot emphasize enough how different this is going to look for in the primary building versus maybe the intermediate versus the middle school. And truthfully, in the high school, and, and we've sent a survey that I, we really need parents to complete this technology survey for us. Um, if we have um, access, internet access for families in their homes, we, we believe we can offer um, a lot of our classes. We're one-to-one -one with Chromebooks. And so we we think we're, we're good to go with a lot with some of our classes that are already um, there. It's going to be easier. But there's some classes that we just won't be able to offer. And so um, it's going to be different. What about seniors? Anything we want to share? Because, I mean, well, I, you know, obviously everyone's impacted by this, and I want to make sure that before the end of this broadcast we talk a little bit about just health um, and advice there. But but seniors, I think of them all the time. This is their last quarter of, of uh, uh, K-12. What a unique experience they're going to have. But Well, do, what this is what I envision. Okay. And, and like I said, you know. Nothing's this, official this, here. It's not official. We're having, you know, we're envisioning this. But this is what I envision. I, I think, first of all, we'll need to find out what everybody needs to graduate. Correct. Um, we may need to do some board action, for instance, if they haven't taken their, you were talking about well, welding class, mm -hmm. yeah. you, we may have to ask permission uh, from the, and the board can do this to modify some graduation requirements based on what this is. Uh, yeah. And that won't, I don't envision that affecting very many students, mm -hmm. but it might be. But we that's a tool we have that we can do that. Um, and we're envisioning, like I said, it's mastery learning. So... As you work through, however you choose to, you know, you work through your courses or what, what you have to get done to, to um, graduate, mm -hmm. when you've completed, when your teachers have said you've mastered what you need to do, we'll give you your diploma. And you can have your diploma. Now, I'm not saying we won't still have graduation. You know, yeah, we don't know. No, I think my the challenge I'm going to make is to like student council to start working on how can we do graduation if we're somewhat if we're mm -hmm. restricted somewhat on how many people can attend the ceremony. 
So, I'm, you know, obviously right now with 10 people, that may be not realistic. Mm-hmm. But we had numbers earlier as, you know, 250. You know, mm-hmm. so how can we do that? Do we, and, and the idea of social distancing. Mm-hmm. So do we maybe think about having graduation outside? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a risk always because of the mm-hmm. weather, but mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, we could pull that off if we get everybody to, everybody takes their own chair out or something, you know what I mean? Um, so I, I'm challenging, you know, mm-hmm. the seniors to, to start thinking about, well, how can we do graduation mm-hmm. with some of these restriction, health restrictions that we have? So I'm holding out that we'll still have graduation, but what I envision, though, is you master your material and if you've you know fin let's say it's it's may 5th you've mastered everything we give you a signed diploma okay and so those are those are questions that you know we, we still have and 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 plans to make and like i said we have a lot of work to do but um the 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 truth is for Shattern High School with the block scheduling that we do um students complete up to 32 credits they only need 28 to graduate in just a real quick glimpse of where the seniors are, there are less than a handful um, of seniors that are really going to have to that we're going to have to pay attention to as far as um, meeting full requirements. Truthfully, okay. so we're in really good shape with the senior class. Um, they've done a great job for us, and seniors. I've got a lot to share with you someday as well as just the leadership you've provided for us and what and what you're going to continue to provide for us in these next few weeks. So. Um, yeah, we don't know what this is going to look like. Um, truthfully, this hasn't even been shared with our teachers yet. Um, I, I've only shared it with my leadership team moments ago. Um, and I be- haven't shared it with the board yeah. yet. I, I'm trying to find a time. to. Be. I told I told the board president, well, listen at noon today if yep. you want to see what yep. the vision is like. So. And so um, the one thing that uh, changed things was yesterday's press conference uh, at the state level with uh, the commissioner of education with the governor um, them restricting and especially like the state testing and some of those requirements, um, that has helped schools a lot. Um, the other thing it, I keep thinking of is, you know, one year ago today was the flood, or not today, but roughly this week was the floods, and that really did impact some schools. They went through some of these conversations we're having now, um, but we didn't have to. And one thing different now is we're not the only school trying to figure this out. We've got, I've got every administrator in the panhandle, you know, with conversations. How are you thinking on doing this? How you want to do this? And we, it has just been a lot of, lot of emails, a lot of conversations these this last week. It hasn't been truthfully much of a spring break. Well, um, and from my point, I think it's it's comforting in that, for instance, the decision to to close um, all the schools for two weeks. Uh, we did that as uh, an ESU 13 yeah. superintendent group. That decision was made, um, you know, with the advice and recommendation from Panhandle Public Health. Um, they were really great about saying, well, here, you know, we really think it needs to be for two weeks. And the reason for two weeks is that's kind of an incubation period so that we know people will start to show symptoms yeah. if they've come in yeah. contact. And here's the deal. We're also... You know, it's really um, not about students so much. It's really about preserving our medical system. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got to make sure we do not tax our medical system. And I think everybody needs to remember the medical community. It doesn't isn't just doing dealing with COVID nineteen. I mean, people get sick with other things, Absolutely. or they need emergency surgeries, Absolutely. or they fall down and break a leg. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, there's all these other stuff going on, yeah. not just COVID-19. Yeah. And so we've got to make sure they stay healthy. I mean, um, someone told me the medical community, well, if 10% of their people are sick, they can operate. Mm -hmm. But if 50% of their people are sick, they can't. Um, Dr. Winchester, can we talk about real quick, because it was in one of our conferences, video conferences this weekend, we had not only the governor and the commissioner, but we had these medical, the UNMC. I mean, Nebraska's kind of blessed with the med center that, um, you know, we're really directly connected to CDC and some of the top doctors in the world. But this particular coronavirus, we found out youth are pretty much insulated from. I mean, in, in the big picture, a healthy youth and healthy young adults really aren't getting impacted. We, we understand that. We hear that too, because I get a lot of people that say, well, we're overreacting. I hope we are. I hope we look back and we all say that. But school closures and what the doctors were telling us isn't all. Yes, it's about keeping our students healthy. We want students healthy, yeah. but it's about a community response. It's the school closures aren't just about no, keeping that, kids healthy. And that's it. We've been we've been directed that you know we need to do what's best for our community, mm -hmm. and it goes back kind of to what I was talking about. Okay, we had these legal requirements, and we have a moral mm -hmm. a moral. Um, you know, obligation for all students. Mm -hmm. I think this is the same way with this situation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we as school districts have a moral obligation to be part of our community, to part of keeping our community safe, healthy, and, you know, and our medical community so they can take care of us. Mm -hmm. And in this particular virus, they were on top of that, they were telling us youth might not even have symptoms, but there could be carriers, or they'd have mild symptoms, not enough to go to a clinic or anything. But they said that in, you know, Nebraska is no different than a lot of states. The school is the densest population in those communities um, during the during the day. And, yeah. and so you talk about, okay, a t town the size of Shadron, we have over 900 students. We have another 100 and some staff. I don't even know the number. So we're over 1,000 right there that would be coming together in a, in a confined areas in these buildings. And then where do they go at the end of the, of the school day? They go to their homes. And so they were talking about that community response of, even though the virus doesn't have a heavy impact on youth um, and he healthy youth, healthy young adults, it's the idea of them carrying and, and how um, data has showed that this is as one of the most effective ways to provide community response is to stop allowing all these people coming to the the dense population of the community coming exactly. to this one area and then being carriers when they go to their homes and they visit their grandparents. And my challenge, and I sent an email to all of our high school students last Sunday evening was this is, even though that they're, you know, if they're, you know, healthy kids aren't impacted that, that much, their call to duty. Um, this is about them staying home, them protecting themselves to protect their grandparents generation yeah. because the high risk groups are, are elderly and those people at any age with with multiple uh, serious health um, uh, impacts, and so this is a way that our students can our and, and our staff is called to duty to, uh, we're, you know, we're protecting that that older generation, um, um, people that don't aren't blessed with the health that maybe some of um, the others are. So I really that really hit me strong with with hearing why why school closures. And it made sense when I started thinking about the numbers of kids and staff in our schools every day that would then be going home um, and just how that spreads the virus so much faster uh, throughout a community. So I kind of want to put that plug in there as well. Um, 
we talked about, and, and for us, it's really a struggle because teachers want to teach, they want to work. And so we're trying to keep staff out of our buildings as well. We're doing travel restrictions or not restrictions, checks right now through Panhandle Public Health District. And by the way, thank you to that organization. I've never leaned on you as much as we have. Um, they've given us guidance on, on uh, when we can get together. I have this camera right now today pushed back as far as I can. Um, I stepped it off. We're about six feet apart. Is is That's why we're on the edge of the screen right now, um, trying to do our part in, in modeling uh, six feet apart, no groups of 10. Um, um, I, I think I've got a, a couple other thoughts uh, while we have you here, Dr. Winchester. One is the NSAA and activities, because um, a lot of times the, the, the viewers for this uh, Cardinal cast is high school. Um, NSAA hasn't canceled anything yet. No, they're, they're just, well, other than, you know, we can't do anything, I think, till April 2nd. Yep. They've said no outside activities. And then, and that's the thing, I guess I forget to, to mention the governors over and over has reminded us that, you know, if we go, and I think it, it's a strong possibility we're going to go into the six to eight week mm -hmm. close down after, you know, they'll keep reevaluating after two weeks. And again, it's that incubation period, mm -hmm. and they're you know they're going to see how things pan out and and use the experts, and we do we do you know, and we're blessed that when we had conversations, I mean, we had Dr. Gold there, who's mm -hmm. head of the med center, yeah. you know, we, we have some of the nation's finest. Uh, located at the med center, and by the way, I do have a son that works there too, so that's why. <laughs> Inside <laughs> that's connections. That's why I said they have some of the finest working there. But uh, you know, we do. We we have the experts, and, and but we need to understand too is this is new. They don't know about it. A year from now, uh, we're going to be able to address this situation probably a little differently. Mm -hmm. They may have a vaccine that you know a lot of things they will have found out like. You know, um, incubation periods, trans—you know—specific transmissions. Um, there's so there, a year from now, we'll have a lot more information, and, and it'll be easier to make decisions. Do we have any thoughts on food service? Oh yes, we're we're working on that. Uh, we needed, we had to apply. F uh, the state has applied for a waiver. And uh, one of the federal requirements is that students are supposed to eat in groups. Well, <laughs> well, we don't want that right now. So the state had to apply for that waiver. Mm -hmm. And then I'm, they also, I think, put in for a waiver. That's, that's where our challenge is. Um, if you're over 50% free and reduced, mm -hmm. like for there's a summer program, and you can roll things out. Uh, we only have one building right now that's over 50%, and that was the intermediate building. So we yesterday morning, we applied uh, for the summer food program and for a waiver. Um, they told us they'd let us know in 48 hours. So um, we're hoping, we're making plans right now to, to roll out uh, meals. Um, it'll be kind of like grab and go, and we will probably have breakfast and lunch um, together so you can pick it up. Um, we haven't totally figured out, but some of the thoughts have been, you know, that we need a site over here um, 
you know, where the high school, middle school, and primary building are, and perhaps a site over at the intermediate building. And maybe we would do some delivery out to our fringes, uh, to the mobile home mm -hmm. courts that are kind of on the fringes of town. So this, has again, hasn't been finalized right now. Where I, my Brenda and food service is ready to go, <laughs> but we need, I have to wait for NDE to say we can do this. Right. Uh, so uh, at first we thought, um, boy, we'd like to roll it out tomorrow, but then, then we need to kind of figure out how many people might be taking advantage, you know, want to do this. Uh, so we have that piece. We got a storm potentially coming on Thursday. Right. So I um, I just sent an email to Brenda and say, well, let's let's if we get permission to go, um, let's try to start on Monday. Mm -hmm. You know, so we can have some things answered about how many people we think may be um, wanting to take uh, to use this service. And you know, like I said, with the storm coming in and stuff. So, but it'll be a it'll be a grab and go type thing. Right. So. Um, and we've got a lot of ideas, but we just haven't finalized a lot of plans or the, the details behind it. Um, one plug I want to put in is, is, uh, for those parents out there and students for that matter as well, we use the remind text messaging services. And so the principals have really been relying on that. So if you haven't seen us, you know, we don't have news media articles maybe out there that going on because we've been communicating more directly to our parents. Uh, those parents that are out there, if you're um, watching this or see this, just go to the shadrinschools.org website. Over to the right-hand side, you can click on the individual principal's building, um, and there's information on there on how you can sign up for the Remind. Um, because this morning, and we kind of baited it last night on what was coming, um, this morning we pushed out a survey to parents that I really need you to uh, complete. It's only a, f I don't know, a few questions long, three or four questions maybe, it's about internet access in the homes because if we, if we can assure, you know, our, our, our job is to provide instruction and opportunity. Well, our vision is to provide opportunities for, for all, all. All means all. And if we have students out there that don't have internet access, and again, I'm thinking at the high school level, then we need to figure out that's, that's one of the challenges that we need to work around, um, whether we do a different type of learning for those students or whether we try to um, see if we can provide some service to, to get them uh, temporary internet access. And I, I don't, again, I don't know yet, but that's where the call to action you talked about in some communities, internet access is being offered um, to some families and other communities and other states even um, temporarily. You know, for us, yeah. we, we need to get to the end of May um, to provide some instruction. Now, in the elementary grade, they might be leaning on packets. And so, again, I don't know where the, the pickup point and you know, once a week maybe or a delivery. I don't know how that's going to work for them yet because they, they're, they're working on that now or the rest of this week. Um, but even, even for those young kids, to, have, to be able to have the teacher read a story, you know, to do a video perhaps. Um, so for us, I, my point is um, we really need the information on who has internet access in their home. Um, and we're specifically looking at the high school level of doing some zoom videos and different things. So I just think it as a parent myself, um, you know, you want routines when your kids are home, you want them to have something to do and we, and we want to support parents. And, but I, I, I want to provide the teacher's face, the teacher's voice to our students. Um, to me, that's reassuring. Um, it's, 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 but to do that, it takes some technology if we're going to lean on those methods. So anyways, parents, my plug is um, get on the Remind, take the survey. It's a quick survey. 
Um, it just went out this morning. I can post it on the blog as well, but we're just trying to match that with our households to, to gather some information. But Dr. Winchester, so the, the challenge we're, we're running into is we have parents then that, you know, they, they can't go to work either. And I know you're not the expert. This is reaching way outside and it's just of, of our duties and our responsibilities. But, you know, whether it's a shattered public school employee who can't come to work for two weeks because of the self-quarantine, whether it's, um, you know, people that work in the community, whether it's, you know, is there advice for people who aren't able to work for these two-week windows or? Well, um, I don't know about advice. If, if child care is an issue, you know, maybe you can reach out to some students uh, to do that. We can't facilitate that. Correct. But we can facilitate the idea of, you know, uh, students, if you'd like to babysit somehow, you know, make some contact with, uh, I would say, with businesses, you know, so that they would know that, you know, here's, here's somebody offering, you know, babysitting. Um, types of things like that. Uh, I do know on the conf on the um, uh, press uh, conference yesterday, uh, they have uh, re reduced some of the um, requirements for unemployment. So if if in your particular business you're being laid off for for some reason. Uh, Go ahead and contact uh, unemployment. I think some of the time, you know, the waiting periods and some of those kinds of things are being reduced. And I, I um, don't have all the exact details, okay. but but that is out there. Um, mm -hmm. So I was impressed by that. Was a um, I don't know, Department of Labor in Nebraska said that you know they waive the you don't have to wait a week to to file unemployment. Um, you're unemployed because of COVID. Because yes. of this virus, you can you can apply right away. I don't, you know, I don't have the insights on how to do that, but there is some resources out there. Um, yeah, unique times. It is, and you I'm are scheduled to retire. This is your last year in public education. So <laughs> before you, before I ask this question or before I hear from you, I caught this is early during spring break. We're we're getting hit by this, and we're trying to figure this out, and it's very stressful, and the news is very. Um, negative and fearful. And I said, don't you wish you would have retired a year earlier? And you just smiled and said, nope. <laughs> no, no, you I, know. Um, you know, okay. I'll, you know, if uh, I, I'll get be a little personal and, 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 I, and I'm going to put my personal hat mm -hmm. on and not my superintendent okay. hat, but you know, the, the good Lord has a plan and he has a plan for my life. And mm -hmm. first of all, he decided that I was going to be here and be superintendent, and mm -hmm. he decided that, you know, this was going to show up in my last year. So um, I just accept, you know, I just, mm -hmm. we just put one foot in front of the other. But the thing is, I work with such a great team, a great yeah. team of administrators and teachers and, and community people that, yeah, we've got a challenge, but okay, we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. You know, and and there's some blessings that I'm sure gonna that are gonna come from this. They're gonna be a lot of positive things. We're gonna see, we're gonna see a lot of kindness and people helping one another and supporting one another. So, um, you know, we we just put one foot in front of the other. I always feel bad that I can't answer all the questions right now. Right. You know, I don't have a lot of definite answers. But I do know our goal is to finish school mm -hmm. May 22nd. That's the, it's amazing. It's a challenge uh, right now, and um, I'm really excited about it. And um, I appreciate you. Um, when we do these, it, it's crazy. Like 
I, this might have been last Thursday, Friday, all of a sudden there's word that the, especially Highway 20 superintendents, area superintendents, they were going to have their own meeting. This is before any announcing of closures. And it's Dr. Winchester that's behind it that's that's hooking up and, and um, initiating a Zoom meeting to get the superintendents and admin together and start talking and make, making plans. One of the first stories you told me when, and this goes back to last Tuesday, when there was this um, at that time, we had all we knew is a parent had called us said, "Hey, just so you know, I met the screening criteria to be tested. I'm self quarantining, have been, and we're going to await the results of the test, which, by the way, ended up to be negative 24 hours later. Um, and I came to you, and you you told me, well, it's time to fill the bathtub for the blizzard. Well, yeah, that's what, when we milk cows. Um, well, you know, that's what I always did because you know we didn't like to lose electricity. And and by the way, if we lost electricity, the cows had water, but the house mm-hmm. didn't. You know, so, <laughs> so so I always I, we were on the end of the line, so it didn't take a whole lot for us to be without. You know, it would uh, it would make a circuit breaker go off. You yeah. know, mile and a half away, and then we were on the end. So you know, that's so that. But that's what I did. I filled the bathtub with water, and it seemed to work every time. Yeah. I filled the bathtub with water. We kept electric. We had our electricity, yeah. and it was all about planning. It just plan for the worst. Plan for the the six to eight week we're talking about is is an example of that it's we're, we're planning for long term the governor the commissioner of education asked for us to make those plans as well and so that's our plan yeah. i maybe this will all be lifted in a few weeks i i we don't know maybe yeah. it's going to take one week two weeks i i don't know the commissioner also wanted uh to encourage all schools to be closed by next monday yeah, so. so i mean it's you know we're not alone but i really appreciate your your experience in this state let alone in our local region or in our district is um, I have witnessed it time and time again when we're in large statewide meetings or Zoom. I think on Sunday there's 600 people in a Zoom meeting. Um, people know you. They all, oh, hi, Caroline. And, and um, so your, your leadership and experience is uh, it really um, is paying off for us. And this morning was an example where I'm pumped. I, I'm, I'm a believer that you can't steer a car when it's parked. We That's need right. to get the wheels rolling, and then you can turn the steering wheel. And I, we just need to get some wheels rolling is where I'm at with it. And so um, my hope is by next week, we're not going to be ready this week for instruction for students. And I think that's probably true K through 12. But by next week, we want to start offering some things in a different format than we've ever offered before. Exactly. exactly. And, uh, you know, what we're, we're, we're talking about, um, other schools that are private or experimental have kind of gone this yep. route. And so we have an opportunity now to maybe, you know, change education the yeah. way we do it down yeah. in the future. We've been, we're forced to, to look at it differently and do things differently. And, and that's why I said this is not maybe an opportunity, yeah. you know, so and look at it that way. And, and please understand, there's going to be bumps in the oh, road. Yeah. We've got a goal in May 22nd. But, you know, we're, we're probably going to have to go around the, this, this little roadblock or what, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and different things. So stay with us. But, you know, be ready for the ride. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a neat ride. It's so hang be, on. It's going to be a fun. I am excited. I really am excited. It's a challenge. I like challenges. Um, there's some change to it. Um, I told my leadership team and, um, uh, you know, this is going to change things. You know, it wasn't in just the past couple of years. 
we had to extend the school calendar because of snow days. And that might be something that we're going to learn now that in the future, if we run into that, we can, we can do online learning days perhaps. So we're learning a lot as we go. Um, I did see a note come through on, on Facebook. I, I'm sorry, I can't see who sent it, but um, the Remind um, survey that we were talking about for internet access for, for homes, um, it is just it just went out on the Remind this morning with the principals. I will go back. When I get time this afternoon, we'll, we'll discuss getting it out so it's on our websites as well because the, uh, the question was how can we offer it in another way. So uh, I'm excited today. I, you know, last week there was fear. There was media has its slant. They're, you know, they're getting, they want people to view and, and there was fear because there was just all these unknowns and, and we, there's still some unknowns. That's one thing about this enemy you said that we're fighting called COVID. It's, it's invisible. And so there are some of those unknowns. Um, but we're going to move. This is Western Nebraska. We're tough out here. Um, you know, our kids are resilient. That's one thing, you know, talking about these seniors, I'm telling you, the leadership, student leadership in our building is strong. Um, they, I know they want to get moving as well. And so um, stand by. We'll, we'll see um, how this goes. And my challenge, and I meet with the teaching staff, about 40 teachers, and not one of us is going to be face-to-face. We're going to do it through a Zoom meeting uh, here in about 20 minutes. And, and one of my challenges for them when we move into the online learning is, I want you to find five things that don't work for online learning as fast as you can. Um, and that goes back to the days when we started with iPads or one-to-one with iPads and Chromebooks. It was like, we're just going to have to figure out what doesn't work to figure out what will work. And so it's just, it's a neat challenge right now in education. And uh, we're not alone. We're proud to be leaders in the state. Um, and we're working with a whole lot of other school districts right now. So yep. well, and yeah. we really are. So in Students out there, we need your help with this too. Yeah. You know, we need you to share your ideas and and how we can do things or how things are working out. So, and and like I said to the admin team, you know, okay, I'm the big picture person. Now I've turned it over to them. They've got to figure out the details. Yeah, a lot of work to do now. Our goal right now is to get everyone. And this is you in your handwriting. It says uh, the goal for the next two weeks is to get everyone healthy. Um, to be healthy and then to stay healthy. And so uh, that's kind of the the two-week deal we got going on right now. I want you, I want students, parents, I want you to honor that. Um, If you've been traveling, the two weeks is about making sure that you don't have symptoms and carrying something unknown. Um, So just, we want you healthy and and we'll provide some instruction here soon. So stand by. All right. Shatter and high never die. Okay. Thanks for joining us this week. Um, We'll post this on some different media outlets and, and if we don't have staff in our office to answer phone calls. I apologize for that, but that's just the, the kind of some of the issues we're dealing with right now. So uh, if you want to email um, perhaps some building staff or, or administrators uh, to make contact, um, the central office might, be, might have some staff available. To, but heads up, if you have questions, we might not have the answers now. So we appreciate your patience and your support. Um, and go Cards! <laughs>